you're tucked in. Because you are now in bed with Dr. Sue. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Sue, and you're listening to In Bed with Dr. Sue. This episode comes with actually a lot more controversy than you'd think. Blackmail brings up some very strong feelings on both sides of the argument, as you'll soon hear when you listen to the debate we did with Dom Kaya and Domina Chiara. But before we get into that, I have a quick shout out to do, and I'm sure you're going to want to hear about it. We have the Travelocity Traveling Gnome, but he's not nearly as sexy as the Traveling Dom. And just who has become the Traveling Dom? Why? It's none other than Goddess Belladonna, who's hit the road all the way from Vegas and is now in Northern California. And if you're lucky, she'll hit your butt while she's making her way across the USA. Plans for an upcoming fall trip to the Gulf side of Florida and into the loving arms of several very well-known doms for some very crazy real-time sessions can be made so much easier with your help. Go to goddessbelladonna.com and make her whip-wielding dreams come true. Just ask her how you can help. I'll be right back after these announcements. Welcome to Hell Week at Alpha Beta Die. And what could be better than hot, sexy sorority girls canoodling with cold, rotting fraternity corpses in their dorm rooms? Sounds to me like all of you corpsey fans should be heading to the newsstand and online for the Volume 8 Spring Edition of Girls in Corpses magazine. The cover features Australian supermodel Gigi Allens with Cuban sensation Jasmine Caro in cap and gown and little else. Merle Allen of the Murder Junkies talks about his controversial punk rock brother, Gigi Allen. This is also a historical issue with a dozen never-before-published photos of Hitler. Also a sexy sorority panty raid and pillow fight with Anna Fox, Holly Gaisley, and Gin and Tonic. So pick up this issue of Girls and Corpses magazine at girlsandcorpses.com. Professor Corpsey gives this issue an A+. C in class, Corpses. It's Pandemonium 2014. And if you thought last year's first edition of this wild-ass weekend was hot, just wait till you hear what Queen Kitty has arranged for your demise this year. Next weekend, April 3rd through 6th, The second annual Pandemonium is taking over St. Louis, Missouri, with not one, not two, not three, not four, not even five, but six Six. financial Financial doms doms. ready to watch you crawl, beg, and steal your way into their bank accounts. This year, Queen Kitty is joined once again by Goddess Jennifer, or as you may know her, GJ Rated P. The rated P is for perfect, just like her world-renowned ass. But joining Kitty and Jen this year are the equally gorgeous and let's not forget ruthless Snobby Snobby Alexa, Alexa, Bratty Bratty Jamie, Jamie, Jaded Halo, and the the one and only Miss Lindsay Lindsay, SRB. And if you don't know what the SRB stands for, then you really aren't cut out for this sexy soiree. Whether you're looking to worship in a real-time session by cam or phone, you'll be in for one hell of a ride from these sinful and seductive sirens. So drag your sorry pathetic asses over to queenkittyownsyou.com and check out everything they have planned. Arrange your sessions or just drool at the perfection you only wish you went home to every night. So what is blackmail when it comes to financial domination or at least that kink? We've all heard about blackmail, mostly from TV and movies, but do people really indulge in this crazy fantasy voluntarily? The answer to that would be yes. Before I bring you the debate, let me just give you some insight into why people play in this world. I've found blackmail to be the ultimate loss of control. You've heard me say on previous financial domination shows that the two most extreme ways to lose control are medically and financially. Think about it. Medically, you're strapped to a table, about as helpless and vulnerable as you can be, about to receive God knows what, although if we're playing in sane and consensual circles, it will be delicious. And what could be of more of a loss of control than that or giving your money over to someone either by choice or by force? 
Now, I know a lot of people think all of this type of play is silly, and I don't blame you for thinking that way. When someone from the outside looks in on this type of DNS play, which is dominant and submissive play, they tend to just shake their heads in judgment and disgust. Even folks in the kink community think that some of what others participate in is crazy. What I want to do for you today is I want you to come away from this with an understanding of just why they want to feel this type of loss of control. So why do men and women, and yes, women participate in blackmail as well, but I'll be referring to men primarily in my examples, why do they open themselves up for this kind of what could only be described as punishment or torture by giving someone they don't know all of their personal and financial information? I mean, isn't this what we've all been taught never to do? I'll tell you why. It's for the ultimate power exchange. The best way to describe the sensation that submissives who indulge in blackmail are looking for is the extreme roller coaster ride, the supreme scare. They're adrenaline junkies. Think about what it feels like when you're at a theme park. You're sizing up the latest killer roller coaster. You're looking up at the ride. You're standing by that little sign that says you have to be this tall to go on this ride. You're going back and forth. You hear the screams of the people on the ride as they go by. And do I do it? Do I not? Oh my God, it's just too scary. Do I take the chance? This is the moment where most men sit when it comes to blackmail. They've indulged in some financial domination, and remember that most people don't go into DNS looking for financial domination. That's actually rare. Many just start out looking for a general power exchange with a dominant woman and trip over financial domination. Out of those guys, some will look at this type of domination as ridiculous and move on. But a few will think, hmm, seems weird and I don't really get it, but I'll see what it's all about. They play a few games, buy a few clips... And before they know it, they're hooked. And just like a narcotic junkie, these guys are looking for the next high. After a while, the games and clips get boring. They want to feel that rush again. It's like the crack addict forever looking for the high that he got the first time. So let's go back to our guy who's standing outside the entrance for the lineup to the roller coaster. He's decided, eh, what the hell? These people are having fun. I love roller coasters. Why not try it? So now he's standing in the line, the anxiety kicks in. He's anticipating what it will feel like when he takes that first plunge down the first mega hill. He's still feeling it when it gets to his turn to board the coaster. Now remember, you're standing in this lineup, this guy's going back and forth and back and forth. He's still doing that. Well, I could leave, even though I'd have to walk past about 400 people, I could chicken out and do it. This goes back and forth and back and forth. We all do it. Everybody does it. He's standing at the lineup going, I don't know about this. He's still feeling it when he gets his turn to get on the roller coaster. Only now it's mixed with a combination of fear and adrenaline as he sits in and feels the bar drop over his lap. Right about now, our financial domination addict looking for his next hit has given over some of his information. So this is where he'd be as he's getting into the roller coaster. He's given over a bit of his information, enough that if she's a good dom, she can find out more on her own, but he's not sure she'll even go through with her threats. Now, Coaster Boy is ticking slowly up that first hill. He can't even see the track anymore because he's almost vertical in the car looking straight up at the sky. He knows the top is coming quick. He can't quite see where it'll start to spill over the top. He's just thinking, I must be fucking nuts to be doing this. The car tips over the top of that first hill. His stomach is in his throat and he's flying down the other side again with that mixture of fear and adrenaline just pumping through his system. For our blackmail lover, this is the point where the dom starts contacting him with more info that she's found out on him. She comes up with his home address who lives in the house with him. Maybe if he's married, she now has where his wife works. Sprinkle all that with a few phone numbers and you have your submissive tipping over the top of the hill, just at the very top. Now remember, he's just like our coaster guy. Call him on his cell in the middle of work or when he's out shopping with the family. Now you've got your submissive tearing down the side of that roller coaster hill. What will the dom do? Will she ruin me? Will she demand more money than I can find? All of these thoughts are consuming his mind and he loves it. He can't get enough of it any more than our roller coaster rider can. As soon as he gets off that coaster, what's the first thing he does? 
let's get back in line. I want to feel that again. So if you're not a fear junkie, you probably won't get any of this. If you love Halloween and haunted houses and roller coasters and anything that makes you scared, it scares the living shit out of you, you'll probably love blackmail. So now that we know why he likes it, what about the pitfalls? For the Dom, there's legal issues at play. Blackmail in any form is illegal, period. There are Doms who think that by having a submissive sign a contract of some kind, that it'll indemnify them of any legal reprisals. (laughs) Wrong. Let me say this again. Blackmail is illegal in any form you try and put it in. I don't care if he's put you in his will. He can still come at you even though he entered into this voluntarily. The negative issues for the submissive are obvious. If they play with the wrong dom, they could end up having their lives completely ruined. However, the catch-22 with that is, that's part of the thrill. Some men I've come across have actually used their financial domination fetish, and this is going to get really tacky, if you will. You guys aren't going to believe this, but it's actually true. But some of these guys use their financial domination fetish to end their marriages. Why? Because they can't handle confrontation. So to be found out this way does all the work for them. Sad, totally ballless, but true. Blackmail works perfectly for this because all he has to do is screw up and he knows his worries are over. Some men even have gone as far as making sure their dom got all their money so that the wife wouldn't get it in the divorce. Now, I'm not saying this is ethical or even human, but it happens. My thoughts on the subject are this. If you can trust your dom, and that has to work both ways, she has to trust you as well. If you've known each other for a while and have an established relationship, then and only then should you play this game. And please remember, it is just that, a game, but one with very real implications that can hurt a lot of innocent people. And by innocent, I mean people who are not aware of or into your kink, such as your wife, your kids, whoever, your business people that you deal with day in and day out. So as with anything that we indulge in that feels good, you can go overboard with it and it can have a very detrimental effect on you and your loved ones. And that's on both sides. Doms, if you run with the wrong guy, you could end up in very real, legal, and in some cases, lethal situations. No, I'm not being dramatic. There's a lot of whack jobs out there. And there are just as many psychopathic males out there who hunt doms for sport. We've done a show on this. They're smart. They're truly evil. And they prey on your greed. Blackmail is a two-way street. If it's done by two consenting adults who are relatively sane, it can be a fun erotic adventure. But as with anything, it can turn ugly if you're not careful. Blackmail can be a polarizing subject. And I asked the question on the website whether our listeners think it's stupid or sexy. And here's what they had to say. Bart writes, as a submissive male, I love it. It results in total helplessness and a complete loss of control. It takes the sensations of bondage to a whole new level. I have spent tens of thousands of dollars being blackmailed, and I don't regret a thing. Mark wrote in and said, love it. I have other responsibilities, so I can't participate. Hello, nice to see he's thinking. Otherwise, I probably would have been wiped out by now. But I really enjoy reading about brutal wallet-crushing blackmail. Consensual blackmail is not deceptive. The game is obvious. Business and politics are just as ruthless and much more deceptive in ways to separate people from their money. Just keep the kids out of it. Thank you, Mark. William writes in, and he said, Well, interesting subject, but I can't be for or against simply because it can be exciting, but also even with a written contract puts at least one party at great risk of being imprisoned. And yes, it has happened before. And for each person has to take care in doing it on a case-by-case basis to avoid all the nasty issues. If it doesn't feel right to try it with that person, don't. Otherwise, make sure to have a safe out for both parties and have fun. Miss Conceited wrote in, finally hearing from a dom. 
I have, which is not true, actually, William is a dom. Um, Miss Conceited writes in, she says, I have mixed feelings about blackmail and feel that with proper trust and communication on both ends, it can be done successfully. That being said, most doms irresponsibly and carelessly engage in blackmail in ways that put both parties at risk. I have no problem making blackmail fantasy videos or making a guy feel like he's screwed. I think the whole mindfuck part in general is what gets most of the guys off anyways. I tend to tread lightly, however, when it comes to actual blackmail because, well, orange just isn't my color. (laughs) Way to go! (laughs) It's conceited! That was so good. Alice in Bondage Land wrote in and said, the problem with blackmail is that it is always illegal. Yes, we definitely know that. From a legal standpoint, it is impossible to consent to it. And when you think about it, it's kind of an oxymoron. (laughs) How can you consent to blackmail? It doesn't make sense. At that point, it's not blackmail. So if your client ever changes their mind, the safe word is lawsuit. It leaves you in a terrible position, even though it sounds like some dirty fun. Candika's cat wrote in and said, I have some reservations, but I think if thought through properly, it can be very powerful. It's the power of the situation that I think is the real attraction and the pressure the dom can exert on the sub. Having said that, I think the threat of exposure to family, friends, and work, the notion that the ultimate is something which would destroy the relationship just isn't right. But I do think you can put in place other ultimate sanctions, which the sub would do anything to avoid, but not ultimately destroy everything, which is true. It's all in how you play the game, you guys. And finally, Mixtrix writes in, I don't think consensual blackmail is wrong. It just doesn't excite me on a long-term basis. I think this might be because my own privacy is something I hold dear and encourage from my boys as well. It is my standard, so it needs to apply to them as well, especially in this case. If I ever decided to do so, I would most likely participate in it with a sub I already know very well or own and would most likely be a one-off thing that seemed fun as something that fit into the course of our normal play. I don't really see this happening, but you never know. And again, I don't think it's wrong as long as both parties are in agreement from the start of certain expectations on both sides. It's just not my thing. I love the fact that my listeners, or at least those who are kind enough to participate in our polls and questions, are sane. But there's a lot of people, and I have to, I have to agree with what the lady said here. There are a lot of people out there putting themselves out there as doms, putting themselves out there as, you know, being excellent at blackmail. And they're not people that I would suggest that you play with. They don't know what they're doing. There are psychoses. And this is actually going to be an article I'm doing as well as something that we'll probably do on an upcoming show is it's it's hard to describe, but you almost in order to be a really good dom, you almost have to be a sociopath. So it's almost like a functioning sociopath, which we've discussed before on our psychopath show that we did. But that in mind, and don't think that it's just men, this is men and women. So you can run into a dom that literally gets her jollies out of completely ruining your family. So, and that's not cool. You know, if it's a fantasy, if you guys are playing a game, that's different. You know, like I said, don't involve innocent people who don't have anything to do with what you're doing. This whole subject of blackmail came up when I was having a chat with uh, Dominic Chiara, who loves blackmail. And we got to saying that we thought it would be a great debate. And knowing that Dom Kaya had strong views for the opposing side, the great blackmail debate was born. So here's the debate. Blackmail, stupid or sexy, with Domina Chiara and the beautiful Dom Kaya. I am going to first of all introduce to you guys today, we have with us Dom Kaya and we also have Domina Chiara. You're very lucky to have these two ladies here, by the way, so make sure that you show your respects. For the sake of what we're going to be doing, I am not going to be using formalities such as I will not be saying Dom and Domina because it gets to be a little bit tongue-tying and I'm not the brightest with my mouth. So for the sake of this particular argument, and and it's going to be an argument, which is so cool, it will be Kaya, Kiara, and Sue. So who wants to start? Who wants to come out for their, their pro or con? Well, Kiara, if you'd like to uh, to go first, I'm more than happy to allow you to take the stage as the first person to speak. All right. Sounds good. Um, what I like about blackmail is... So you are the one who likes it because we I understand. Am. You love blackmail. 
I do. It is one of my favorites in the online world. And that's that's a big thing is like I do enjoy playing in the real world, which is not something that all online doms do. And that's fine. But in the real world, you have a lot more control because you're actually obviously in physical contact with your submissive. But in the online world, you don't. I hate to say it, but you don't actually have much control. You have the amount of control that the sub is willing to give you. The reason I do like blackmail is that because they give me a bit more control. Because there's always a choice. I mean, Dr. Sue, you and I talked about this before. There's always a choice. You can choose to not do as I say, and then if I have your blackmail information, then they know that it will be posted. You know, either on my blog, send an email to someone they don't want me to, and that gives me a bit more control, a bit more of the, the threat of punishment is a bit more real than in a just normal online DS relationship. Well, besides, obviously, the monetary gains, what do you get out of this? Well, again, it's just like, I really like being in control, especially in a DS relationship. And I know I make most of my money online, but I make most of my my fun offline. But when it comes to blackmail, I get to have both in the same pot. Okay, so you get to have money and fun. That's right. So does it turn you on to scare guys? It does a bit. I mean, not as much as financial domination, but it does. What's the difference? I mean, really, if you sit down and think about it, blackmail is a form of financial domination as we all know so what what's the difference well i mean it's not always i do always require a weekly blackmail tribute for my blackmail boys but i've blackmailed boys to sort of help them in a different area like some guys want me to blackmail them so that they have to suck a cock because they're just they're so scared to suck a cock and they won't do it unless i blackmail them too. I've used blackmail for other reasons, like some guys want me to blackmail them so that they have to gain 100 pounds, which I think is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> Love weight. I actually have done that myself, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually have had a client that wanted me to do that, and believe it or not, it was because he wanted to get out of the army. <laughs> he figured <laughs> if nice. he gained enough weight, he could get out of the army, which is kind of funny. Okay, so, so you think it's great, you don't see any moral dilemma here at all. There's always the moral dilemma, but I think that's the case with anything in a dumps up relationship, honestly. Okay, Kaya, what do you think? Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start by saying that I'm definitely not a proponent of using the blackmail fetish outside of a, a purely fantasy context. I mean, I have POV videos that are for sale where you can see me talking about, oh, I'm going to tell your wife this or that, but... I would like to think that no one who buys those thinks that I'm actually going to go telling their wife anything because they're just a random customer that I don't know anything about. And it's just a fantasy video for them to jerk off to because they find it thrilling to think about those fantasies. But in no way would I ever ask for a sub's information and threaten to tell anyone if they didn't do X, Y, or Z. Because that is blackmail and there are federal laws that prohibit that. And by doing that, you are putting yourself in a position where that sub has power over you. And I don't want to be in that position. That's a very valid point. What do you say to that, Kiara? Hmm. I know Kaya has been on the receiving end of people who have, you know, run into that before having, you know, gone actually and faced legal charges from that. And I have to say, I've never had that happen. And that's obviously not to say that it can't happen. But I do like to keep all of the emails from the very first email requesting blackmail. I keep track of everything so that if a slave ever tries to come at me and say, oh, she's doing these things to me, I have proof that they asked me to do these things. Okay, but you do realize that in a court of law, that's not going to mean a thing. Exactly. My rebuttal would be that that um, no court of law, they, they would laugh at you. That's silly. All this is is proving <laughs> through your emails that you blackmailed someone. You can't have someone consent to have you break other laws by contracts, be it murder or robbery or fraud. You can't sign a contract to break a law. Oh, it's but you still... can. No, you can't. Well, then how can, I, how can I get away with going to the gym and beating the shit out of somebody or even going and having a slave come over and having me beat the shit out of him when that would be assault? There are actually a lot of states that don't allow that and in which that is illegal. Many states that, that they the state would prosecute if they if someone broke in and saw it and called the police. There's no that state that will prosecute you. There no are state states and they, there are states that have. There are people that do and regularly do go to jail for participating in BDSM situations that involve beatings, 
and bruises and people being tied up and whatnot because the state can prosecute whether or not B- you consent. BDSM, yes. Boxing, no. It's like you can sign a contract that says, yes, it is legal. I am waiving my right to Once you involve sue this sex person. in it, once you involve sex in it, now I'll agree with you that that's stupid. Because you can go out and box or you can play football and people can smash each other all they want. And we all know how detrimental things like football is to someone long term. But if I were to to be seen beating a slave in the wrong state and and have the cops called on me, I could go to jail for assault. Even though that person consented it and enjoyed it and, and loved it. And so as a dom, you have to make a decision as to, to where is that line going to be for you? Yes, being a dom and participating in BDSM enters gray area of the law often because it's not something that's been addressed very well by law. And there's only just now starting to be pushes for people to be able to look at how do we figure out consent? How do you figure out the difference between a slave saying, yes, I want to be beaten and a housewife that's been threatened into saying, yes, I consent to be beaten. And at what point do we put that line in the sand in the case? I actually just posted this on Facebook about a week ago. There was the case of a female submissive submitted to a male dom. And when she said her safe word, he ignored it and beat the living crap out of her and raped her. So because she went to him, where's your legal recourse now? It's very difficult for people to, to figure that out. And it becomes you can you can sign a contract before you have sex with someone all you want, but they can still argue that. And it's very hard in court. Private contracts don't stick. They just don't. And private contracts without legal representation at the time of signing are nil. Gone. Void. So I find I find unless I'm making it explicit that this is a fantasy, just a game, just for fun, I will not participate in anything called blackmail because it becomes genuinely illegal and i don't like putting myself in that position especially with random strangers online you know i'll I'll beat a trusted sub but i won't randomly blackmail people online right and i don't randomly blackmail people online like i don't force any fetish on any sub who hasn't you know expressed an interest in it before i don't like to think that i force any fetish on any sub besides you know like oh no mistress don't make me suck this dildo that i brought out that i asked you to make me suck (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're so subtle aren't they oh totally But I do, I do enjoy the guys who come to me and say, "Mistress, this is all my personal information. I want you, I want to pay you every week, and I want you to force me to pay you every week by, you know, telling me that you're going to post all this information if I don't." And I have, I mean, you can go to my website right now. There's a guy who's been serving me for two or three years now, probably even longer than that, honestly. Who just he came to me with all these pictures of him sucking his own dick, and uh, yes, James, I'm talking Ooh, about talent. <laughs> Not all guys are that bendy. Truth. And I mean, he's got, you know, he's rather long endowed and rather flexy. And he sent me these pictures and he says, I want to be blackmailed by you. I said, okay, you know, it's required. He says, yes. I said, okay, so you're going to be paying me $50 every week. That's the bare minimum I accept for blackmail. And he says, yes, mistress. Okay. And then he didn't one day. And I said, you know, your blackmail payment was due. You know what happens now? And he says, well, well, can't I just pay it tomorrow i said what you can do is you can pay the redemption fee which is also fifty dollars but then you're also responsible for that blackmail fee for the week so you're responsible for a hundred dollars if you don't want me to post your pictures and i gave him a week and he still didn't do it so now all his pictures are up on my website and he's paying me a hundred dollars per picture to get removed so that okay but wait one second i have because i think this runs off of what kaya was saying Mm -hmm. in this case You usually have a submissive male who wants to be exposed. Yes. Okay. That's the reason why they're doing this. They want the exposure. Therefore, he is in the driver's seat at this point. Yes. Because he's getting what he wanted in the long run, which was the picture of him sucking his dick put online. Now, what I will do for subs is if you would like to pay to be exposed... Send me your pictures. Send me $50 and some pictures and I'll put them up on my website. And then you can pay me $100 per one to take it down once you panic. But you're, <laughs> you're not, I'm not going to threaten you. I'm not going to punish you. Like if, if it's sub does something wrong, I ignore them. They don't get to have interaction with me. I'm not going to expose them. I'm not going to give them what they want for bad behavior. That seems to not, again, not be putting yourself in a dominant position. And I'm trying to not use inflammatory language here because I don't want to be saying that you're not 
dominant because you clearly are a very dominant woman. But I just find... The thing is, I I tell subs this all the time when they're asking me, they call up and they want to know, okay, you know, I'm thinking of doing blackmail, what do I do? I always tell them, because this is dead true in blackmail of any kind, you're in the driver's seat, which kind of takes the fun out of it. Because as long as you pay what you're told, you know, as long as you pay what you agreed upon, nothing's going to happen to you. Yes. It's when you screw up that now we have consequences. So again, he's still in the driver's seat. You give them consequences that they ultimately want, which is to feel scared, to feel like they're exposed, to have that thrill. That's ultimately what they want. And you're ultimately giving it to them. And and unless you're going to discuss it ahead of time, which I have had subs that I know well enough and are intelligent enough that you could discuss that power play, that fantasy for them is so strong that the fantasy of wanting to be exposed and at risk, they need that thrill to get them off. That's what really is it for them as a sub is to feel fucked over and like they have no control over anything. That's awesome. I love putting a sub in a position where they feel they have no control, but there are other ways to do it besides blackmail. As far as putting the sub in the driver's I don't see how that's any different than most other fantasies online. Like a guy calls me and says, oh, mistress, I want to be dressed up like a little girl. That's him putting himself in the driver's seat saying, mistress, do this for me. That's true. And that'll So really, if you is... want to get down to it, are any doms in control? Well, obviously, I'd say that that's a, a discussion for another debate. Um, <laughs> and I'd say it's what makes it different from a sissy asking to be feminized and someone wanting to be blackmailed is is that when you blackmail someone, you're putting yourself in a potential position of risk. When you dress someone up in a sissy costume, you're not putting yourself in such a position of risk. In the end, I'd agree that for the most part, you're still giving that person what you want, but you have to pick and choose. That's that's part of the beauty of being a dom. You're not um, just some some puppet to be tossed around and told what to do. Because if they say, oh, mistress, uh, let me lick your pussy all day long, you're not going to do that. You're still in control in the sense of being able to pick and choose. They have their fantasies, but they have to do what you want to get them. They have to fit within what you enjoy doing. Since you enjoy doing blackmail, since you don't feel like it's such a risk, since it's something that you get off on in your own way, if that's something that you really enjoy, then it's something you really enjoy. And that's the risk you decided to take. But it's just, I don't enjoy it. And it would not certainly not be putting myself in a dominant position to do it. Go ahead, Kara. Oh, no, I mean, it totally does make sense that you don't enjoy blackmail. You don't enjoy the thought of the risk involved in doing it. Just like, you know... Some mistresses, you and I included, don't enjoy being orally served. But I know that that for some mistresses is a thing. You know, I want my slave to come in and orally serve me. But that is considered prostitution in many states, especially if the slave has to pay for it. Exactly. But then again, I I don't feel that prostitution is wrong or morally or ethically. No, neither do I. Ah, but Kaya, you can't say that because now that's an opinion. Okay, do you see what I mean? It's like, so you're you're damning blackmail, but for some people, they really enjoy it and like it. Do you see what I mean? I understand that. But oftentimes people aren't just putting themselves in positions of risk when they do these blackmail. They're putting their wives' informations out there. They're putting their family's mm-hmm. information. They're putting their, they're not just themselves at risk. If these are all single men, I have a little bit less of a ethical problem with it. I but will say are- that is a thing that I don't do is I don't put the information of any other person except the person involved. And when they give me things like their phone number, I will call it and verify that, yes, this person is the one answering the phone, the person who gave me this phone number. Because you can just give me any phone number off the top of your head and be like, no, that's my phone number, mistress. And unless I verify that, how the hell am I to know? So, you know, I'll make them take a picture of them holding up a sign that says, you know, my name's so-and-so, I'm Mistress Kiara's slave. So, like, I don't like the idea of putting the information of, you know, oh, here's a picture of my wife naked. That's not mm-hmm. something I'm okay with either. No, and unfortunately, there are a few doms that I've noticed that actually do do that. And I really, I have an issue with that because you're involving who I call innocence because they don't know what's going on in the background. And you just, it that crosses a huge line for me. I just don't think that's right. No. Because there's no, where's the consent? Exactly. <laughs> they didn't buy into this. Exactly. It, it, it's a consent thing for sure. For sure. And you know, and, and, and I, I'm not saying that no one should do blackmail fetish. I flirt around with it occasionally, like I said, in videos and whatnot. I certainly understand the thrill it has for slaves. It's just not for me. And it's totally for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, don't you think that maybe the biggest problem with this particular kink is the the word blackmail has such a negative connotation to it that maybe that's what brings up the passion when it comes to this whole subject? Perhaps for Isn't some it? people. Um, but I mean, I know for a lot of my slaves, they find comfort in knowing that they can do things like share their home address and full name with me. They can give me their phone number so I can call them up if I want. I can have dirty pictures of them and they never have to worry that I'm going to expose them unless they specifically ask me for it. And even then they're going to have to beg and pay. (laughs) And that's the thing with me too, that a lot of slaves and a lot of outsiders don't understand is that, yes, I love blackmail, but unless the slave expresses an interest, I'm not going to expose him. I do have, you know, pictures of slaves who say, okay, you know, I enjoyed it. I like that you have these pictures of me, but don't post them. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, oh, well now I have these pictures. So now you have to pay me because that it's, I mean, it's not, it's not fun for me. Part of the fun I get is knowing that the person, the energy on the other end of this this exchange is also enjoying it. Well, and that's where it would really cross the line for me from uh, um, people attempting to participate in blackmail fantasy, which there is no real law to explain how that's different than genuine blackmail. But if you had pictures or information about a customer, use your ability as a dom and and took advantage of their trust and then just genuinely blackmailed someone, extorted them for money, well, then you'd be morally repugnant, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. And I've worked for companies before I had my own outfit where, you know, there was a girl who worked for our company who took the credit card information and the email information of the clients that she had dealt with because we had a very backward crappy billing system and so she had access to that and she would contact them on the side and say you know I need you to call me once a week and I have this information on you and if you don't call me once a week and this was just vanilla phone sex she wasn't a dom at all but she was blackmailing these people so we had to fire her and we had to make it known that we fired her so that our company didn't get in trouble by these people mm-hmm. well, and that- it only takes a couple of morons well and that's 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 what I was about to say is that there are a lot of morons out there um, there is and while there are subs who will listen to this and will feel thrilled at the idea of entering a playful, fun, consensual, informed blackmail fantasy situation with you or will feel comforted by the idea that they can serve me and I would have no interest in exposing them ever or doing any blackmail with them. There are others who will listen to this and hear stories of women stealing credit card information and be like, oh my God, I wish they would do that to me. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> sure. Well, they're so stupid that, that they, and so ashamed of being submissive genuinely is what I found, find in these oh, guys. Oh yeah. That they need to be, quote, forced into doing it instead of just accepting that they're submissive and doing it because they want to do it which by the way if you do that you will find your submissive experience way better that's where that's where i come from as a dom yeah and you'll find your doms way happier because they won't have to play your stupid little games to try and force you to do something that you'd want to do anyway i'm I'm totally (laughs) on the same page with you there so we may debate on some things and have differing opinions on some things but we agree on others yeah, and I think that one of the main things we do agree on is that the doms deserve to be happy. <laughs> well, I think All doms should be happy. It's just the only way it should be. Right. I think that that is the genuine difference between um, most cam girls' experience or even prostitutes. And I'm saying this with the limited experience I have with these women. I, I have been befriended many a cam girl, and I, I lived overseas in countries where prostitution is legal and, and knew a lot of women who worked in the industry. And some of them are genuinely happy because they love their job. But, but certainly when they go to work, it isn't about their pleasure. It isn't about making them happy. They go to make other people happy. But they're the kind mm-hmm. of people that enjoy making others happy. What's different about what we do, whether you're blackmailing people or not, is that the subs approach you and pay to make you happy instead of being paid to be happy. If they get to be happy as a byproduct, awesome. And we want you guys to want to do this. It's not the same when you're forcing someone. I mean, I realize that's a separate kink, but it's way better to have a stable of guys who are adoring you and and want to be with you. I mean, guys that serve several doms at one time, you're cheating yourselves. I get more guys going, well, it's always the same people. There's a reason why. There's a reason why you see, see the same names coming up over and over and over again. It's because they're good at what they do. Stop looking for the next best thing. It's already here. There are always going to be women who come in the industry, flash, bang, it's all very exciting, and then they go away because it's not really for them. 
you have to have a passion. You have to be genuinely dominant and get off on making guys do these perverted things that they want to do anyway. <laughs> oh, totally. I love um, when I do some, you know, like keyword research or something, I'll always come across some part of my Google experience will be a lady saying, I went to a class in, you know, L.A. or Ann Arbor or some, you know, you know, sort of kitschy city where they went to a class on how to become a financial dom. And I'm like, how do you teach someone to exactly. be inherently it's not- teachable. Yeah. <laughs> How do you teach somebody to have the the what I like to call money sadism, the mm-hmm. the love for taking money and making money? Yeah, I need a moment alone. <laughs> <laughs> But I just want to be like, you know, I understand you can teach someone, okay, you need a Twitter account, you need your own website, you need night flirt, sinful call, kink bomb, clips for sale, what have you. But you're not going to teach that someone that inherent skill of yeah. wanting and getting off on the money aspect or, you Certainly know. Certainly not. I mean, I, um, my very first week of night flirt, which was my introduction to financial domination and becoming a dom, one of the very first callers I ever got is a well, well known blackmail bitch that goes around the scene and bags women to expose him. Glenn. Is it Jared Max Lynch? Glenn. Oh, Glenn. N-N. Glenn. (laughs) And uh, he calls me up and and I uh, got on Skype with him and wrote his information on a piece of paper. And I, I, six years down the line, Whenever he calls me up, I pull out the original piece of paper I wrote his original <laughs> name on and showed him, like, yep, I've still got it. And he's like, oh, God, what are you going to do with it? I'd be like, I'm going to put it back in the file folder when I'm done. So when you call me next time, I can make you come when you look at it, you idiot. It's about as much blackmail as I get into. So I understand the, the fetish for people. I really get it. It's just blackmail contracts. Actually, fussing with any of that, certainly it's not my thing. A blackmail contract, just so everybody knows, there is no such thing. Yeah. That, so <laughs> for those of you guys that are like, yeah, oh, I want a contract. I want a contract. It doesn't matter anyways. It's a waste of time and energy because it doesn't mean anything. I yeah, that's why um, several, that's why, several um, sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I have blackmail contract that I that I wrote up. It wasn't written up by some lawyer or anything, but um, I wrote it and it says, you know, my name is so-and-so. I wish to give my information to Mistress Kiara and I want to pay her this much a month and I want to be blackmailed for this long and this is my buyout fee. I have this skeleton of a contract. When a guy says, I want blackmail, I go, okay, that's work for me. So first you have to pay me. And then when they pay me, I will edit this contract and go, this is your personal blackmail contract. Isn't that sweet? I made it just for you. And then they have to fill it out and send it back. And oh, then the blackmail begins. <laughs> so it is sort of the sort just- song and dance it is it is it's a tool because i know they like it and because also it's easier for me to be like oh this is bill's contract okay yeah i have bill's information here it is <laughs> so i've got so many guys coming to me for this i have to keep it straight somehow in my head and on my computer but no there is no such thing it is just a it's a tool for me it is like a file folder for me and for my system it's your rolodex it's it your is. blackmail rolodex it's my blackmail rolodex <laughs> But there's no, it's not legally binding. It says in there it's legally binding, but it's not. <laughs> because like Kaya was saying, you can't have a legally binding contract for something that is illegal. And that's, I just have, I just can't help. Maybe it's because I'm a little bit anal retentive, a little bit OCD. I can't help but feel uncomfortable telling a sub, sign this legally binding contract that is not legally binding. I would never do that. And I mean, I have on this for the purpose of something to the effect of, I wish to be blackmailed by Mistress Kira for the purposes of blackmail fetish and entertainment purposes only. So that and right there, you know, just nullifies anything else pretty much. This is all just in your head, guys. It's all in your head. It's in your head and in my wallet. (laughs) Something my mother taught me a long time ago, and that is never write something down you don't want others to see. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they will see it. Yeah, the, the what the way I've always taken it is is if this is the when I cut when it comes to what I do for for fetish, if this video or this email were to stand alone and were taken out of context, what would it look like in front of a bunch of little old ladies in a courtroom? How are they mm-hmm. going to judge me? What is this going to look like? Can I defend this from my grandma? And while I can't always say yes to that, it's something that I try to take into consideration. Luckily, I don't really care what my grandma thinks of me. That said, I can't help but feel it's important to to regain as much control as I can as a dumb. Because in some ways, like we've said, um, and I'd like love to 
to have that for be a whole other discussion. Regain as much control as I can, can as a dumb, because in the end, I am generally just giving subs what they want and taking their money. Yeah, I mean, it is, like you were saying before, it is very akin to prostitution, except we don't have to show our naughty bits and we don't have to let anybody touch us. And that's, I think, the big thing that you said was different, is that we don't have to do anything we don't want to do. In my case, and I'm sure in your case as well, I only do things that I really want to do. Exactly. And I think that's the a big difference in the part of, you know, why you prefer not to do blackmail and why I prefer to do blackmail. Is It's just, I feel that the fun and the money, obviously, are worth the risk for me. So thank you, ladies, very much for doing this. It's a great thing for us to be doing this from two standpoints. One, because it gets information out there. It gets both sides talking. Hopefully people are discussing this. I love it when people are discussing. It's the whole reason why I'm doing this. But two, I want it known that you have three very dominant women who aren't scratching each other's eyes out. And I really (laughs) think that that needs to be pointed out. Because let's face it, that goes on a lot with us ladies, and it doesn't need to. And you see, we even have differing opinions here, and everyone's still breathing. Yeah, but we're but... not even screaming at each other. Like, we're actually exactly. talking and we having a conversation, even... not yelling so, and being so keep, Yeah, keep this in mind. I, I just, you know, this is the kind of thing that I think we can honestly, well, we're going to keep doing it. Because I think it's a great idea. So, first of all, I'm going to throw the floor to Kaya. Tell us where we can find you if we don't want to be blackmailed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to submit to me, you can just go to goddesskaya.com. That's G-O-D-D-E-S-S. K-Y-A-A dot com. Find my, my email address and all my other contact information, including my Twitter and everything on goddesskaya.com. Kiara? Mistress Kiara's Dungeon. That's M-I-S-T-R-E-S-S-K-I-A-R-A-S-D-U-N-G-E-O-N dot com. So there you go. And failing that, all of the links are going to be up on InBedWithDrSue.com. So if you didn't have a pen and didn't write all that down, you can always just head over there and we'll make sure that you get to the right lady. So thank you guys very much for doing the show. Thank you, Dr. Sue. This was very enjoyable and I look forward to the next debate or discussion very much. Yes, thank you for having me. It was so much fun. It's always fun to talk to you, Dr. Sue. Again, I want to thank Dominic Chiara and Dom Kaya for participating in our first ever debate, and hopefully it won't be our last. Remember, if you're interested in speaking to either of these ladies, just head to episode two, Blackmail Stupid or Sexy, on InBedWithDrSue.com, where you'll find the links to both of these ladies' websites. If you have an idea for a show you want to hear or a debate you'd like to suggest, head to InBedWithDrSue.com and click on Contact and let me know what your ideas and suggestions are. I love hearing from you. Also, if you liked or hated this show, remember you can always leave your comments on the show page. Next up, it's the Erotica Report with Eva Gantz from Cleus Press. Tell us what's happening at Cleus, Eva. We have Eva Gantz with us. This is so cool. Hi, Dr. Sue. I'm so excited to be here. So I work with Cleus Press, and we're a publishing house that does all sorts of sexy titles from sexy how-to, BDSM, erotic romance for the sweeter kind of folks. Um, And we even have really specific fetishes, like we have an entire book about joining the Mile High Club called Flying High by Rachel Kramer Bustle. We have a brand new book called Women with Handcuffs, all about sexy lesbian cops, who is not a fan of that. Exactly. What could be better than that? (laughs) And if you're just looking to start introducing bondage and kink into the bedroom, maybe you read Fifty Shades, maybe you hated it, but want to do your own version, we have Fifty Shades of Kink by the fabulous Tristan Terramino. And it's just sort of a really approachable, hands-on guide for anybody who's curious about kink. Well, and that one you guys just sent me, I'm telling you, that book is awesome. It And it's it's the perfect size, too. It's not a typical size. Oh, yeah. It's like something you can throw in your bag and just keep with you if you're just kind of, like you, like you said, if it's someone who has read Fifty Shades and is curious and is like, hmm, wonder if I could pull this off. Right. It's and perfect it's so cute. That. The little cover is really cute. Um, it's this new little, you guys should look it up, Fifty Shades of Kink, Tristan Terramino. It's this gorgeous little fishnet. <laughs> And, and and hopefully we will get Tristan on the show so we can talk to her directly. Absolutely, yeah. She is a super treat. She does a radio show as well. She's amazing. Tristan Terramino, if you haven't heard of her. 
And we also have a new book on all about just kissing, which is something about sexuality that actually often gets overlooked. That's true. Your kissing technique, like not oral, nothing about, you know, your positions and everything, just lips on lips. And it's a whole book all about that, you know, how to avoid those awkward kissing moments. And Well, you know, and you know what? I'm sorry, but guys, a lot of guys, actually, I wouldn't say that. That's probably 50-50 from what I've heard. Oh, yeah. That a lot of people don't know how to kiss. Yeah, oh, like they don't definitely. do it or they think they know, but they're doing it really crappy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can speak to that. I'm bisexual and it is 50-50. Like it is not just boys. So boys and girls, all of you need <laughs> Read <know>. this book. <laughs> yes. And it's really good. Good. it's cute and it's it's really approachable you know it's not like you're bad at kissing get better it's like here's you know really hands-on like move your lips in this specific way or try out this fun new thing you know with ice and all that which is something I admit I've never actually tried so I need to get out the ice cubes start experimenting kissing ice are we kissing the ice cube or are we sucking the you're ice like cube passing are we, oh, between we're passing you. It? yeah <laughs> uh, okay yeah so I have to try it and report back I guess <laughs> Oh, that would be an awesome thing to do. Yes. <laughs> like have okay, it. Okay, on the next yes. erotic report, we are going to hear exactly whether the ice cube trick works or not. From I'll let you know, and either that or my partner will come on with like a numb tongue and describe it for you. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> let's see. Um, we also do a sexuality guides, like for relationship guides, just the whole picture. And our most recent one is called Partners in Passion. And it's by Mark and Patricia, Mark A. Michaels and Patricia Johnson. Which you guys will remember from the last podcast yes, we had them on. Exactly. Yes, I heard you guys had a good chat. So uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to that one, go back, put it on pause, listen to it, and then come back. <laughs> and then get the book. Honestly, get the book. All the links are right there by the podcast. Please you can do. listen to it and grab the book <laughs> for sure. Yes, it's, it's really good. Um, something we keep hearing is that it's just really comprehensive. Like if you've been hearing a lot about relationship guys and you just don't know which one to get, go for Partners in Passion. It's just, it has everything like from kink to just, you know, like you've been in a relationship for maybe 15 years and you're still in love, but trying to spice it up, Partners in Passion has everything. Definitely go down that road. So um, what if, is Cleus always looking for new authors? I mean, I, there's yeah. a lot. Oh, yes. Aspiring erotica authors, aspiring authors of all kinds who are always talking to me and would love that outlet. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. We love Fresh Blood. Come to us. <laughs> we actually, if you're just starting out um, and you maybe, you know, you don't have time to write a whole book, we're always looking for short stories. And there's a call for submissions on our front page, cleuspress.com, which I'm sure there'll be a link to in the show notes. Um, so cleuspress.com, and right now we're always looking for different kinds of stories. So girl on girl or straight or kinky, whatever it may be, there's something that you should write us for. And, yes, we pay our authors, of course. So make a little extra cash and get your story in print. It's really fun. <laughs> and you can put it in and they go into the anthologies because you guys do a lot of anthologies, which is so cool for new authors. Yeah, yeah. It's a great way to get started. You don't even, I promise you, you don't have to be published before to get into an anthology. We don't consider that at all. It's just, is the writing good? And is it sexy? <laughs> do we think it's going to turn people on? And then that's what goes into an antho. So our anthologies have so many different themes, like the one I was mentioning, Flying High, which is all about the Mile High Club, like all about sex on airplanes. <laughs> I think that's the only time you're going to find Which has got to be a lot trickier since 9-11, I'm quite sure. Unfortunately, yeah. There's, um, there's... <laughs> you don't even get blankets anymore, so you got to be really creative. <laughs> exactly, yeah. There's, um, there's a story about like Skype sex in there, so I guess that can work. You just got to get creative. <laughs> Um, and we've got one, let's see, all about handcuffs and like just the most specific things you could imagine. So if you have a story in you, let's say you really like spanking and that's what you want to write about, just take whatever, you know, whatever you did last night or whatever you wish you would have done last night, put it down on paper and it can be a really short story, like even a thousand words. That's it. And just send it on in and watch it get in print. And there's nothing in the world like seeing your words on the paper, you know? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It just, it, it gives you so much validation in some weird way. But yeah. we all want to feel that. We want to feel like what we 
say and what we have in our heads is is somehow relevant. So it's kind of nice to be able to have that, um, val- like I said, validation. It's like, wow, I'm a writer now. Definitely. That's something we hear all the time, especially from the newbies. Uh, they're just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm part of Cleus. Like, we've been around for <laughs> 34 years, so it's kind of like an institution at this point. <laughs> And so, but yeah, we, we love newbies. Please submit to us <laughs> at cleuspress.com. And if you're on social media, we're all over that, like Dr. Sue here on Twitter, Facebook, everything. And I'm one of the, I'm probably the person you're going to talk to. So I would love to hear from you on there. Just, you know, say that hi. Is so cool. Exactly. Just get in touch and don't, the other thing is don't, downgrade what you've done a lot of people will write something and go oh it's no good nobody will want to read it you don't know what people will read let Eva make that decision yes, it is so <laughs> true that's something I hear all the time it's like oh well I just wrote this in a in a coffee shop on Sunday so what you know so did a lot of people you know Twilight was probably uh <laughs> Rowling did all hers in a coffee shop right. and that was handwritten <laughs> exactly and she even did it by hand so if you've got a computer yeah. you're already a step up but no really we take all kinds of submissions and um we do usually we do a lot of anthologies so your best shot is a short story but we're also always looking for nonfiction. so if you think you've got a story in you please get in touch or you know Absolutely. you just have a hot fetish to share something that you think you haven't read before but you'd like to see it's all about getting out like really unique what real people want to read about and what turns you on we want to know <laughs> that's awesome thank you so much eva um what now Obviously, I'm going to put the links for everybody in case you're looking for where Cleus is, where are they online, blah, blah. It's all going to be right here. Wherever you are listening to this, you will find a link on inbedwithdrsue.com to hit up Cleus and hit up Eva with your amazing words because don't downgrade what you do. What about book signings? Anybody doing any tours right now or is it too early? Um, We actually just had one happen with Partners in Passion. They were in the Bay Area doing them. Um, They are all over the place still. So if you go to tantrapm.com, you can find their tour dates. Um, They're going to be all over the place if you live in the U.S. They're Portland, um, Chicago, and New York is where they're based out of. So they're there. They're even going down to Atlanta. So chances are they're coming to a city near you. So they're doing book signings and workshops, all sorts of fun things from everything from like basic sexual adventuring to really specific tantra classes, if that's something you're interested in, Um, kind of like spiritual sex and really bonding together and that kind of thing. Yeah. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to the podcast, understand that even though I know a lot of people will go, oh, tantric sex or tantric sex, you know, oh, they're going off in this weird tangent. That's not who these people oh, are. Oh, no, 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 no. They're amazing. They're so down to earth and the sweetest people, honestly, some of the sweetest people I've met. And you can tell their relationship together. It's not often that you meet someone who talks about, you know, sexuality and relationships who actually lives it. And they do. Mm-hmm. I've been married for over 20 years and just still so in love with each other. You can tell the way they look at each other. It's beautiful. And their message is you can get that wherever you are in your life. You can still have that. If you're in love with someone once, you can always fall back in love again. I think so that's- definitely you want to hit up Patricia and Mike wherever they happen to be yes. because you can learn a lot from them about saving your relationship. Absolutely. And yeah, like um, we do keep our tour date up to schedule, up to date on cleuspress.com. So as tour dates roll in, you can find out about them. But yeah, right now, Partners in Passion are the main book tour that we're uh, we're coordinating together. Well, thank you, Eva. We're going to be looking forward to hearing about that Ice Cube passing test. Oh, I I look forward (laughs) to sharing my newfound knowledge with everyone. You you have homework. (laughs) Oh, yes. Sexy homework. The best kind. You have homework. (laughs) Again, like I said... Head to the website inbedwithdrsue.com and you can find out all about Cleus right there. Yes, and thank you so much for having me on. It was wonderful as always. And thank you all for listening. And thank you for joining us. And obviously you're going to be a regular figure. You're going to be on pretty much once a month. Let us know what's coming up, what Cleus is doing, what books are coming out. I will be. I will be your sexy Cleus correspondent. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Eva. That's really sweet. (laughs) 
That was Eva Gantz with the Erotica Report from Cleus Press. That's it for this episode of In Bed with Dr. Sue. Make sure you check out the website, inbedwithdrsue.com, for all the links from this show and from all our shows. Remember, you can listen in or download anytime you want. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. Be sure to tell all your friends, and remember, you guys, be uplifting, be inspiring, but most of all, be happy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.